We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Inside Mitchell. Mitchell fires away. That won't go. Rebound Levert. Park blocked it. Mitchell holds on. Robinson, that is, out to Barrett. Let's see if the Cavs are going to foul. Barrett double team throws it up top to quickly. Cavs not going to foul. And the Knicks are going to win it in five games. An amazing performance on the road. As the Knicks don't waste any time to clinch and move on to the second round, Brunson will just hold on. And the Knicks fans here celebrating. The Cavs fans stunned. As well they should be. After having a stupendous regular season and having a home court advantage, They've, they've been dominated by the Knicks. Very exposed in this series were the Cavaliers. Donovan Mitchell at 28 points will dribble it out. The Knicks giving them Cavalier treatment. And let's go Knicks champ behind the bench. And that'll do it. Tom Thibodeau, J.B. Bickerstaff exchange handshakes for the first time in 10 years. Knicks are in the second round of the playoffs. Just the second time in 22 years the Knicks win a playoff series. An amazing bounce back season continues as the Knicks will now face the winner of the Milwaukee Miami series. And that series is very surprising with the heat being up now. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I'm watching the first half tonight with my daughter and she sees her dad acting like no father who should be seen by his daughter. And she says, dad, calm down. It's just basketball. And I had to look at her and say, no, it's not. Uh, you know, it's been... It's been a long 20 years, 22, excuse me. And, uh, you know, sitting on the, <laughs> sitting on the freaking LIRR years ago, killing time, looking for something to do, being like, I, I there must be something more productive to do than to blog about this terrible basketball team that has given me nothing in so long and yet that's the only thing I wanted to do 
because it's the only thing other than my family that I truly loved. And <laughs> and that journey from day one has been so incredible for Nick's film school because from day one, I would put anything out there, a podcast, a blog, a t- tweet, and I would see that there were dozens and eventually hundreds and now thousands of Nick fans right here in this exact same shoes that I am in right now who have just unlike the Cavs fans tonight (laughs) been patiently waiting and never ever ever once wavering or questioning whether it was worth it or saying, you know what? I got better shit to do with my time. We didn't do that. We don't know how to do that. It's not a thing we're capable of. And that is because there was something about this team. There has always been something about this team and its connection to the city, whether you are in Manhattan or Brooklyn or Queens or 3,000 miles across the globe. When you are a Nick fan, there is nothing like it. And that is true of when they are at the bottom of the league. And it is true of tonight. When every fan of this team, everybody who has ever rooted for this team. And I know I'm sitting here talking about a first round playoff series. This is a thing that used to be a normality for us. It used to be all right, lace them up, throw the ball out. Okay. How many playoff series are we winning? The last time we faced the Cavs in a playoff series, last two times, actually it happened twice in the nineties. It was like, all right, Cavs chalk it up. Okay. Who we facing in the second round. Who we faced in the conference finals. I get that. I get that. (laughs) But when you have been in the depths that we have been in over the years and had to repeatedly be not just the butt of every joke of anyone who covers the NBA because they knew it was an easy way to get clicks and views and whatever you want. But just like to know that like you were the one, like you supported the team that was being laughed at more than anybody. So to come out against the team that got the guy that you were supposed to get. And when you didn't get him, everybody laughed at you some more. And to absolutely eviscerate them, eviscerate them, take their soul, snatch it right out of their chest and crush it in your cold, hard grip. We have come a long way. All due respect to the fact that this is only a first round playoff series. And the last thing I'm going to say before we bring up some special guests. Because, boy, do we have some guests tonight. When I was on those LIRR train rides, and I was sitting at my kitchen table 
trying to figure out how to plug a damn microphone into a damn laptop before Andrew told me what the hell I was doing. First year I had that, this this podcast, if you're listening to this tomorrow, I was during the 17 win, I don't know what you want to call it. It was a thing that they did, allegedly a basketball season. And during that 17 win basketball season, I was sitting here talking myself into all kinds of nonsense. Damian Dotson. Two-way wing, baby. Here we go. All-star ceiling. Frank Nilkina. I don't know, man. Is that is Frank Nilkina? Is that Scottie Pippen crossed with uh I don't know? Uh Chris Paul? Uh, Tom Foolery. Up and down I could go. Noah Vonley, yeah, give me some Noah Vonley. We love me some Noah Vonley. But there was one guy. There was one guy who during that utter shit show of the season, any given night, we could turn on the TV as Nick fans and say, okay, this is not me smoking the good stuff. This guy is real. And it was a kid. The Knicks took a chance on in the second round. He had top 10 talent. And maybe it was only because he had already been through. I don't know how many agents before the, the draft even got here. But that guy made watching basketball. Bearable. That year. Amidst those 17 wins. And his name is Mitchell Robinson. And Mitchell Robinson picked a hell of a night to come out. And show the entire NBA. You want to fuck around and see what I could do when I put my mind to it and I put all of it together? Watch me be the best player on the court. You know, shout out to Fred Katz. He came on last night on the pod and and we were recording and he and he told me he was gonna say it, so I knew it was coming. And I still can't believe he said it. He said Mitchell Robinson's been the best player in this series. And now sitting here looking at this game with the Knicks advancing to the next round. <laughs> We want a fucking playoff series. Ah, <laughs> uh, this night is for Mitch. This night is for RJ Barrett. Oh my! Oh wait, hold on. This night is for RJ Barrett and all of the crow. I am gonna. I mean, I know we we. I don't know what meal. I think we're. We're doing HelloFresh right now. Andrew, you gotta you gotta call up HelloFresh or uh or or Factor, whichever one we're doing right now, and just make sure they add crow to their menu. Because if there's no crow on the menu, I'm not sure I'm gonna be able to participate and get the meals. Because that's all I could eat today, tomorrow, next week, next month. Don't have anything else to eat. R.J. Barrett, Obi Toppin, you want to talk about storybook? After what has happened to this guy after being the national player of the freaking year in college basketball to come out and absolutely set the tone and show the Cavs, you think you're going to have it easy with Julius out? I got another thing coming for you. And then and and we are going to talk about Julius and my God, how good Julius was. And we're going to talk about Jalen. It was not Jalen Brunson's best second half, but boy, did they need him 
to come out and help set the tone. We're going to talk about everybody. We'll might talk about the coach a little bit. The last guy I'm going to mention before I bring Andrew up here and we get our, our first special guest. Um, in the NBA in 2023, there is often a mentality that if you cannot win the championship, well, there's no point to doing things like, you know, trading first round picks and acquiring guys who are going to, you know, maybe they'll help you win a, a couple of extra games. What's the point, really? Right? What's the point? Josh Hart. If that guy isn't a freaking New York Nick, I don't know what a New York Nick looks like. He is the embodiment of everything after, again, it's been 20 plus freaking years of watching so much basketball of so many players that just didn't care as much as we did. And to have this night be defined by a guy who cares more than anyone when he is on the floor, that's poetry. And it's for him. It's for everybody I mentioned. And most of all, it's for everybody watching right now and everybody who can sit here and finally say the words, we are back. <sighs> mm. Who are we playing next? That's what I'm talking about. <sighs> okay. I could breathe. Andrew, how you doing? I personally can't complain. I don't know about you, but I personally can't complain. Benji, how you feeling? Woo! <laughs> oh my God. So I just want to take everybody behind the scenes. The roller coaster of emotions I've been on since <laughs> Sunday when I called it over. And John, in all of his intelligence and math and news, brilliant newsletter writing, pointing out all the Cavs have done in this series and what the ways that they can get back in it, the ways that they can just do some of the things they've been doing right a little more and how very nervous I was coming into this game and how the Knicks capitalized on all the momentum they've built over the past four games and how they closed it out tonight is why this is different. This is not your same old Knicks that blow nine point leads with 30 seconds left that blow six point leads with 8.6 seconds left that blow three, one leads against the Miami heat. Cause David Stern stepped in. This is a new New York Knicks team. And you want to talk about jumping out the window. This guy, Carmelo Anthony, you're forever in my heart, buddy. I will always be a mellow stand. This has officially eclipsed 2013 oh. for me. The most fun I've had watching the New York Knicks since the 1990s. And who are we playing next? Well, we may be partying like it's 1999. I'll say oh. that. Benji, how you feeling? Man, my mind went back to two years ago, not quite to mellow years. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's kind of crazy how similar this series was to the Hawks series in some ways. I, oh. And the way we just flip the script 
How do you always say what I'm thinking? <laughs> and it was the same games that were won on the road at home. The way game one could have gone either way with a play here or there. And then the way game two went how it was supposed to go with the home team taking care of business. But then three, four, five was just an imposing of will where like the other, the, the team that won just controlled everything about the series. And they're very different teams. Like Atlanta did it in a very different way to the Knicks than the way the Knicks just did it to Cleveland. But just that vibe of like, you know, we were exposed as the lesser team with real flaws that we could not overcome. It just never felt like a series from game three onwards. That's how this felt. The Knicks punished this team, like physically dominated them to the point where I thought, and you guys might agree, Jared Allen looked defeated from tip tonight. Him specifically, his body language, the way he went about it, like he just didn't look like he wanted to be part of the series anymore. It was Once cool. a net. The, way, the way Julius maybe didn't want to be part of the Atlanta series by the end. Once a net, always a net. To your point, Benji, Josh Hart had more offensive rebounds than uh, Jared Allen had total rebounds tonight. Oh, excuse me, one fewer. He had th- Josh Hart had three offensive rebounds. Jared Allen had four. But Josh Hart and Evan Mobley had the same number of rebounds, 30, as the entire Cleveland Cavaliers team tonight. I, oh, my I, God. I mean, they, they just exposed them. They exposed the weaknesses of this Cavs team. They took it to them. This game, like, I, it, it really wasn't ever that close. Like, it just never felt. I ne- like, I'm nervous because I'm a Knicks fan and there's PTSD. And, like, I'm still scared of Donovan Mitchell, even though we, that'll be talked about a lot, mm. I'm sure. Yeah. But they, frankly, just destroyed them. They destroyed them. This was not close. This series was not close. Yep. And that is... Utterly surprising. I know there's one guy who's going to come on later who was not surprised. By uh-huh. I think I, we might actually want to get to that now. If that's I just okay. want to ask Benji a question before we get to that. And okay. I issue and I issue a very sincere apology. Benji, is this the best? I know they did not make all their shots and that. But is this the best game the Knicks have played this year, in your opinion? By a million miles. Okay. Yet on the road closeout game, every single guy played Excellent basketball. Not one guy on this team didn't contribute in a major way. Like that is unbelievable for a young team like this to come out with that kind of confidence and energy and dominate the game. Everybody contributing the way they have been trained over the course of the season to contribute. Everyone playing their part. This is the performance was astounding. Like, of course, it's not perfect against a defense like the Cavs and like the, the, the Knicks don't have the best shooters out there. And they, hell, they're missing their starting shooting guard and their starting power forward. All NBA player was hurt in the first half. I, and it's like everybody just stepped in and like as if it was the middle of December, just like stepped in and played their role and just played harder than the other team and just imposed their physicality on the other team. It was astounding. I am blown away by every single Nick tonight. It's like a freaking storybook. The way every Nick came up huge in this game. I I lied. One one more thing before we get to the apology and our next guest. Mm-hmm. Um, the if you would have said, I mean, I I don't know at any point this season that the Knicks were going to win a closeout game against the Cleveland Cavaliers on the road in Cleveland's building in which in which in that game Julius Randle 
their all-star, would play zero minutes in the second half, and in which Jalen Brunson, the other guy who should have been an all-star, arguably, went two for 11 in the second half and really couldn't buy a bucket because one of those baskets, one of those two baskets was uh, a fast break where he, I mean, he just happened to be ahead of the play. And you would have said that they outscored in the second half, the team that they were playing with no Julius Randle and with Jalen Brunson doing that. Like what, what would I, what would any of us have said to that? I astounding. Who was the shortest hand in the second half? Who did you want to have the ball? Because who did uh, in the second half for the Knicks? For the Knicks. I mean, I wanted Jalen Brunson to have the ball. There were times in that second half where all I wanted was to see RJ Barrett. Oh, well, yeah, he's the mm. other guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm utterly blown away by his poise and his passing. And his control and his physicality, that was everything that every RJ fan in the world has ever, ever wanted from this player to do on that stage in that game over the course of the last three. Um, All-star. All-star, like all-star level play. He, 100%. He transformed the way I think about him. And maybe that's on me for being too low on him, but... I cannot believe the extent to which he put everything, all of his abilities and and talent together in a three game stretch on this stage. I just can't. I'm having trouble wrapping my head around how great he was. And like, it's stupid to feel proud of a player because God, they're whatever. We have nothing to do with it. But I, I don't know. It's hard not to feel that way about a guy who you drafted and who's been piled on both outside of the Knicks fandom and inside of it. And to come out with this kind of performance, I don't know, man, like you feel a lot of pride, don't you? You just feel a lot of pride for the way he played. Let me piggyback on that, Benji, because I actually do think it's okay. This team has made us proud to be Knicks fans. And in the vacuum, RJ Barrett and what he's turned himself into the last three games, I'm proud that he's on the New York Knicks now. That was... This is anytime he struggles in the future, because we were talking about this on playback tonight. We just go back to these three games to be like when it mattered the most, when Julius was dealing with whatever he was doing, dealing with physically, RJ stepped up. And look, you want to talk about like this was always there. I actually think he's been better at any point yeah. last season. This is the most complete I've ever seen him. Andrew was on him pulling it out for these three games. There's no. Oh, my God. With the season on the line, RJ Barrett had three of the 15 best games of his career. There's no, oh, he had three of the 10 best games. No, RJ Barrett had the three best. I don't care that he scored 46 points in a, in a mm-hmm. game in Miami. I don't care that he scored 44 points earlier this year against Chicago. I don't care about any of those things. These were the three best games of RJ Barrett's career. Full stop with the pressure the highest. Who does that? Who has the audacity to even think that they could do that? Well, speaking of audacity, Someone before the series had the audacity to combat all of us naysayers. And, uh, you know, I get I get some it brought up a lot that my my background in faith and, you know, Pastor Claudio and his OB hive. Well, (laughs) just real quick, if I can can preach on on it for a second. So 
there's a thing about how blessed are those like when when Jesus came back to his disciples and showed that he rose from the dead. Right. Blessed are those who have seen me and now believe. But blessed are those who have not seen and yet still (laughs) believe. And in this case, having not seen it, he still believed. And the one and only (laughs) Mensa Smith now joins us on the post game. Congratulations. You're the profile pick for Nick's Film School's Twitter right now. We are (laughs) Nick's in five film school until the second round. Talk your shit, sir. Do we just put a bow tie on that broom? (laughs) Is that just a gentleman's sweep? If I've ever seen it in my life. All I had to hear about was how much respect we had to have for the state of Ohio. And how much respect we had to have for Donovan Mitchell and for Darius Garland and Evan Mobley. Defensive player of the year. And that Jared Allen, that Jared Allen, he's a swell guy. Had to hear all sort of stuff. But they did not have the dogs that we have. They did not have the heart that we had. They went into game three and game four and looked like they'd never played basketball before. (laughs) That environment changed them. Donovan Mitchell had tears in his eyes after game four. And all I have to say is we tend to look at the numbers that confirm our own biases. I looked at numbers that confirm my own biases. I said one in three. We were three and one against them. They were one in three against us. We're the better rebounding team. We're stronger than them. I told Jeremy that, hey, look, three and one, big deal. He said, oh, the Hawks. And I said, yes, that Hawks series should inspire confidence because we're the team coming in with the midseason bump. We got Josh Hart and Josh Hart changed our lives. Shout out to Josh Hart for being great at basketball. (laughs) But I want to put... Shout out Josh Hart. I want to put RJ Barrett. I want to give him all his flowers, man, because nobody, and I mean nobody, including myself, would have thought that the Knicks would have won this series with a bad Julius Randle. I don't think anybody would have thought the New York Knicks going into game five without two of their five starters would control the game wire to wire. They got close. It got cute, but they never, ever, ever led because the New York Knicks had the coaching advantage. Shout out to Tom Thibodeau. We had the depth advantage. Shout out to um, Cheddar Assman. How about uh, Lamar? <laughs> Lamar who? Lamar Stevens? Come on now. What are we doing? Jake Fisher puts out an article about Ricky Rubio. (laughs) That's the respect we had to go up against. Nobody saw it coming and it got and it infected our fan base. Today is the day for the New York Knicks fan base to stand up and say, you know what? I don't care what anybody says because I've seen my team do it. We did it. Four seed, five seed don't matter. Five games. Gentlemen, sweet. Put the broom, put the bow tie on the broom. And get them out of here. The New <laughs> York Knicks. The New York Knicks. The new. If I told you that the New York Knicks would be would maybe be able to host a second round playoff series, oh my god, oh my god. you would have told me that they went that they went and made a superstar trade. They didn't make a superstar trade. They just signed Jalen Brunson. Uh, 
They just got Julius Randle out of his own head. They just got the best Mitchell Robinson we've ever seen in our lives. We just got the best R.J. Barrett we've ever seen in our lives. Emmanuel quickly, great on defense, didn't show up on offense too much this series. We got good, solid defense from Quentin Grimes, didn't show up too much on offense this series. But the Knicks just kept it rolling. Julius Randle playing the best basketball of the of, of this entire series in that first half goes down. Any other Knicks team, that would have been a gut check for us. You know what that was? That was a next man up. Let's go throw touchdown passes to Obi Top. <laughs> That's what that was. That's what that was. <laughs> and the Jets are better than the Browns. Let's go! <laughs> the Giants! <laughs> Let's go! But, they didn't want to uh, get back on that plane. <laughs> Let him, cook. Let him hold on. Let him like cook. they are. They didn't want that. They didn't want to come back to Madison Square Garden. Oh, uh, you think Donovan Mitchell wanted to face no. that crowd again? You mm. think Darius? You think Jared Allen missed the four rebounds in thirty six <laughs> minutes? What they call JB Baker staff? Mega mind. Mega mind. Like, Baker staff. <laughs> Is that real? He looks Whoville like Mega Mind. Yeah. Oh my they God. said that Darius Garland looks like one of the Who's from Whoville. Come on. <laughs> Come on. JB tried to defend the inbounds pass there down, down the stretch. Yeah. He's trying. Look, I'll be brief, and this is what I'll say last. Why not us? Because of them? Because of them? Why not us? Why not us? Mm. And if we get the Miami Heat. <laughs> and we, get, we don't have to say if anymore, John. That's personal. I know, I know. If we say, yeah. yeah. Yep. That one is personal. Because the last time we played them, it was, it was a gentleman's sweep. I don't have to discuss the antics of the New York Knicks went and did when we won that one game. I don't have to discuss yeah. that. But it's personal. It's always been personal. And I can't wait to see Duncan Robinson in the second round of the playoff <laughs> game one. I can't wait to see Kevin Love. I can't wait to see overweight Kyle Lowry. Oh, my goodness. I'm scared of nobody. I have no fear in my heart. We just went up against the number one defense in the NBA, the number nine offense in the NBA. That is a bona fide contender any year. Any year, you are top 10 offense and defense, then you are a bona fide contender. And you know what the Knicks want to do with that bona fide contender? Gentlemen's sweep. They told us we played our best basketball in game one. And then the New York Knicks showed up in games three, four, and five. Mitchell Robinson gave him the oh god shook now, they were shook the, moment of the series oh that, man shook Mensa, that's a- <laughs> I gotta I gotta um I just have to issue an apology to you because when you said Nixon five uh and shout out to we gotta shout, I can't believe we have to shout him out oh yeah shout out to the birthday boy because he <laughs> joined Cross. you Robert Cross. <laughs> When you guys said Nixon five in my head, I'm like, well, that's that's nice that fans are having <laughs> are having a moment with themselves. And here that's we cute. are. That's cute. Cute. Right. Where's that's Giancarlo? Cute. Cute. Yeah. That's cute. I wish I could still do that. I wish I could still be so silly and naive to think things that are so far from reality and, and then be able to say them out loud. I can't f- speak enough about how ridiculous I thought the notion of the Knicks winning this game, this series in five games. I'm just being honest. I cannot say enough how th- crazy I thought it was. I'll admit, I could admit that right now. I thought it was insane the the notion that they could do this. Sometimes you got to be a little crazy. 
Fan is short for fanatic. <laughs> but you, but you weren't. But it, here's the thing, though, right? Is you weren't crazy, and me, you know, me and Benji and 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 uh, DJ could sit here and we could talk about X's and O's and this and that. You went deeper than that, and you because you've watched this team all year, and you've watched what they're made of, and you knew what that could translate to, and if they brought that into this series and they didn't back down when they were confronted. Well, then in that case, Oh boy, then it's not crazy at all. Um, so Jesus, can we just say Mensa didn't just, uh, unless I'm mistaken, he didn't just say Nixon five. I believe Mensa predicted each game, each game's result. Said one win game, one lose game two, win the next three. Called it exactly. That's freaking psychic madness. Yep. Let's go what play the, the hell lottery. are we out here for? Let, let's go play the lottery. I was about to say. <laughs> oh, man. Freaking king, Mensa. You're a freaking king. So anything before we sit back and watch to see what happens in Milwaukee and Miami? Because you got casual Friday tomorrow that we'll record and give you the full red carpet. The only thing that I want to say, just like medium to long term <laughs> impact RJ Barrett just changed the calculus for this team. Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. Decisions will now be different. Oh. <laughs> That's all I got to say, guys. Got that right. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Mensa, Mensa Smith, yep. ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for becoming a member of the Knicks Film School team. Thank you guys for having me. Yes. Thank you, Mensa. Thank you guys for having me, man. I couldn't be more proud. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You've got New Year's goals, and HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. Take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. Looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how easy, fun, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meal right in your own kitchen. With fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 50 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with béarnaise sauce, or southwest pork and bean burritos. If you're like me and just don't have time for food shopping, let the groceries come to you. Don't hesitate. Head to HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool50 and use code FilmSchool50 for 50% off plus your first box ships free. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool50 and use code FilmSchool50 for 50% off plus your first box ships free. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Wow. Okay. I'm going to leave you guys to it. Uh, we are smoking on the Cleveland pack tonight. Um, so <laughs> however you want to follow that, go ahead and follow that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how, how we do it. I mean, I, well, I'll start here, here in my mind, this is the, or this is, I don't know. So the three guys I'm going to take away from this game and it's, it's it's impossible. I don't know how I order. I know I have Mitch number one. I have Mitch is the number one guy in this in my mind for this game. And then I have RJ 
and Josh Hart in some order after that. And then, and then I feel, and then I think, feel like it's Obi Toppin for what he did and how he did it and when he did it. So any pick, pick one of those guys. And do you, do you agree with the order? Do you, do you tell me anything? I think the order sounds right. The coolest, I mean, again, the coolest thing about it is that you can go in every direction. Like every guy was huge in this game. Like IQ didn't finish with a great shooting percentage, but him coming out in the first half and making some shots and like taking the lid off those threes, three, the, the threes that he made. Yeah. Massive in the moment. Massive changed, in the moment. Changed the whole game, the feel of the game. Like he just needed yep. to finally get a few to go and just like loosened everything up. And obviously like Brunson didn't have a great, really didn't have a good second half at all. But like we all understand the value, just like the unbelievable confidence the whole team gets from him handling the basketball. Yep. The poise and the ability and just like freaking godsend. He's a godsend to this team and to the to the fan base. But I think he got the order right. And can we talk about Obi for a second? Please. Because Storybook stuff, man. It's the guy. It, no, no, no. It's not because you can't. You can't write. You couldn't sell this. <laughs> the guy who can't. They, la- they even time. laughed out of the pitch meeting. The, the, <laughs> the guy who cannot get on the court, like just cannot get on the court, and every time he gets like the rare opportunity, he just produces. All he does is produce. Like when he gets the opportunities, and it's always at the end of the season. Something you doubt it. Like, is it real? You're playing against crappy competition. Well, hello, it's real. It's real. <laughs> like he comes on the floor. He changes the whole vibe of the game with his speed and his energy. And guess what? He can shoot the basketball. That's also real. He can shoot it in pressure situations with closeouts from very tall people like Evan Mobley coming at him. He's a confident and a good, especially from the corner, a good shooter. Like it's all real. The ability to get out on the break. His rebounding, not as much in this game, but in the last game, stepped up on the boards. Like this is a real good NBA basketball player. I thought his and rotations, by the way, were were pretty good tonight. Missed one, missed. You know me. Missed one drop. Missed one. <laughs> stayed on the corner of Lamar Stevens for some strange reason and gave up a dunk to Mobley, and I was annoyed about it. But yes, generally on point on the scout, on point on ex- executing the the game plan, and just changes the just changes the whole feel of the game with his speed and energy. And like, it's just so freaking cool to see him excel in that third quarter. Um, and keep that team now he kept them up you know double digits for the third quarter with 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 his scoring um so again like just talk about changing perceptions in, in a game and in a series like i think this changes the way we think about like what can obi top and contribute to a really good basketball team well you just saw it you just saw it if, again against the top-notch defense i know we just destroyed them we really destroyed them because we 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 canceled their offense we eliminated it. Their offense was abysmal in this series because we scouted it and game planned it correctly and executed the game plan to a T. And you have freaking Mitchell Robinson on the back end and you have Josh Hart on the top end <laughs> defending Donovan Mitchell as well as I've ever seen anybody defend Donovan Mitchell straight up. So you had those two guys and then you had a great game plan around it and guys generally executed the game plan. So like we won the series on defense. Don't get it twisted at all. But like it, it's just... No, you have to score some. Yeah. Listen, you have to score some baskets, and and as Obi was doing what he was doing in the beginning of the third quarter, there was a timeout. After um, I know we're not to play the game yet. We'll get there soon. After I think it was the last three, um, and 
I know it was in the third quarter. I think it has an argument for being the play of the game. Um, to make it 77-65. I was my so I'm um, uh, shout out to Substack. I have this new chat thing, and they all come up on my on my phone as people are putting in the chat, and just one message after another, after another, after another was some version of I'm so happy for him. And it to have a connection between a fan base and a player that goes beyond like we root for this player, but to 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 sympathize and 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 contextualize what has been going on through the last three years. And I think we've all arrived at the point where we're just kind of like it's an unfortunate situation, you know. It sucks. It's 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 unfortunate. Like there, I'm sure there are obviously people still out there who are like, "There's no excuse for not playing this player 25 minutes a game." And you know what? Maybe they'll be proven right someday. But for right now, most of us are just like, "It's unfortunate." And for people to just be happy for him as a human being to have this moment for himself, and I, in terms of changing perceptions, I agree with you. I think Menta nailed it the number one guy in terms of like, we need to change how we like plan moving forward as a franchise and how we think about this player. Number one is RJ Barrett. Obi Toppin's right there. Um, he has to be. So, um, <laughs> my God, to show up in the, that moment. Uh, who, I, I kind of want to hear you cook on Josh Hart next because Josh Hart played uh, 47 minutes in a 48-minute basketball game. <laughs> is that yeah. a lot? I feel like that's a lot. Didn't look like it. He had the most energy. <laughs> he had the most energy on the floor the entire game. How do you do that? You've played ball before. Like, <laughs> don't ask me how you do that because I'd be dead. Um, <laughs> I, like, I don't know. The answer obviously is he is in peak as uh, the best physical condition you can be in as a player, um, and he has just an incredible. Um, motor and attitude and and spirit about his game that just transforms their basketball team. I've never seen a player better at simply getting the basketball. Never. I've never seen a player. There's not a loose ball that he doesn't get. If there's a contested rebound, it is his. And the guy's only 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, like, it's absurd what he's able to do just by being stronger and 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 wanting it more than everybody else. Like, he is just... How many times can I say? What else could you say about? It? You can't say anything anymore. We've we we have praised this guy since the moment he arrived. He's been the perfect, the perfect acquisition, the best acquisition this team has made in a trade since Dave DeBusher. And there are a lot of similarities to talk about there in terms of the spirit that they and the hard nosed basketball that they that they embody and bring to a team that is so unique. They're connectors. They're they're just only additive to what you're trying to do. They amplify everybody else on the floor with what they do on the with what they do. And it's like, man, I couldn't believe what he did to Donovan Mitchell in this series. Oh, he, oh man, um, was physical with him from the first moment he guarded him and wore him down. And like, it's a team effort on a guy like Mitchell. And again. Game plan dictated the Knicks were able to show help from a lot of places, and they did. So it wasn't a one-on-one effort, or even a Mitchell Robinson, Don, you know, Mitchell Robinson heart combination in the pick and roll, who were both great at containing him and not allowing him any pathways to the rim whatsoever. But all that said, just like 
every cut, every off ball movement to try to get the ball was a struggle for him. Like that wears on you because Josh Hart's just there always constantly annoying you and grabbing you and holding you and hitting you. All of that contributed to what was a shockingly to me, poor series from Donovan Mitchell in the aggregate, really poor game. One was his best game and it was a volume game. Like he was not good in the series. And this is his second straight series going up against Jalen Brunson. And it's not like Jalen Brunson shut him down, but like it's a second straight series being not as good of a player as Jalen Brunson regarding um, Josh Hart and the defense he played on Donovan Mitchell. You know, Thibodeau says you, you guard great players with your team. Okay. Yes, you do. But if you don't, it's like the foundation of a house, the how like you could build the house up as nice as you want. It could be a, a, a crappy little house or it could be a beautiful house. If you don't have the foundation, it doesn't matter what you do around it. You need the foundation. And for Josh Hart to provide the foundation of the defense that they played on what we agreed, the guy that we agreed was the most important or the best player in the series, most important player, whatever you want to say, Donovan Mitchell, um, invaluable uh, to so many levels. And again, stepping on play of the game, it didn't end up producing points. It was the play that ended up producing that like, heave as the shot clock ran out uh, from Jalen Brunson in the corner. But the play where I think think Mitch got the first one and Josh Hart got the second offensive rebound with about two minutes to go. So perfect, right? What a perfect way to feel it. That was the play that broke the Cleveland Cavaliers and broke their fan base. And just think about like, wrap your head around this as crazy as as it is to wrap around, wrap your head around all the Knicks stuff of this, wrap your head around the fact that that team that was with two minutes left. That game was not over, (laughs) bro. I, yeah, I keep going because I have thoughts. You you know where I'm going with this. And they were in a, a, I can't even say the words in an elimination game at a home they were booing their team in two minutes left of a game that they could still win. That is how badly Josh Hart and Mitchell Robinson absolutely broke their spirit. Oh and, my God. And, and a hundred percent and the players lost their heads. I mean, they cut it to eight or seven or was it even six with like, uh, maybe well, they never cut it to six, six at one point. Yes. No, they cut it six earlier, but like even down the stretch, Mitchell hit a couple threes and it was like an eight point game. And like, there was still like a minute and a half left and ca- and they're just like fouling. And oh, I'm like, yeah. I thought they started fouling too early. Yes, they, they, just had no, they had no spirit or head about them by the end of that game. Like the Knicks just pounded them into submission. Like truly, I don't believe the Cavs wanted to keep going. I do not believe like I, they were done. So they you, were done. So just to put a fine point on it, Mitchell made a floater with 131 to go to make it an eight point game. Now, Eight point game, one thirty one to go. Just do the math. Um, twenty four seconds times three uh, equals a minute and or yeah, minute and, and sixteen seconds. Now you obviously need some time for offense there too, but minute sixteen seconds, one thirty one to go. Um, eight points. You could do three and and like it's more than doable. 
like Christ again, we saw this Nick team earlier this season with, uh, with two timeouts. Like they had their timeouts to advance the ball. They had their timeouts exactly. They just like didn't they just didn't and I, you know they lost the will. There there are coaches that probably do foul there, but they weren't fouling as like a strategy. They were just no, they, they just, just didn't, didn't have their heads anymore. about them. They were just done. Like Levert just grabbed quickly. Like they were just done, and that speaks to what the Knicks did to them, and it was. It was freaking inspiring, like just the physicality and the heart that they showed, pun intended. Um, it, it was incredible just to impose your will in that way. And like the way that possession wrapped it up where it was like, let's throw up some more bricks, miss some more shots, because God knows we did enough of that in this series. But we're just going to keep rebounding it. We're just going to play freaking squash against the backboard and just keep hitting it back onto the backboard and catching it again until a team just gives up. That's what they did to close out the game, which was so perfect. They closed out game one also in a similar play where they got like two or three offensive rebounds to win to win the game. It's just like, this is what they do. People wondered if it would transfer. It transferred. It, I, sure, it sure did. They destroyed this. They won this series on the boards in a lot of ways. Um, it, it was awesome. Um, a, a couple more, and then we're going to get you out of here because I'm sure we have a lot of... Sure, we have a lot of super chats here. Um, I want to go to. I want to go to Randall. Yes, yes. I wore the shirt today. Wore the I wore the Julius Caesar shirt today because I'm like, <clears throat> I believe, I believe, and <sighs> I don't know what was more impressive: the fact that he for. Of what seemed like a stretch of about five or six minutes looked like the, I, I mean, I, I, God, I don't know, the most unstoppable player in the, like what, what he was doing to the Cavs for that stretch where you, he was like, you, you can't stop me. Nothing you could do can stop me. And I'm just going to keep coming at you. And you're not going to do anything about it. And they knew it was coming and they still couldn't do anything about it. I don't know what was more impressive that. Or the fact that this player who got, I don't know how bad the ankle is. And I, I don't, I'm not ready to talk about like what that could mean moving forward. We'll, we'll save that for a different day, but he refused to get helped off. Like, what does that say to you? And just what does his performance tonight say to you about, you know, what he is? Well, the first thing he's, he's totally crazy. I mean, he's not like Julius Randall is, Volatile, He's an insane person. Yes, we should have like to not just like let someone help you off the court because you twisted your ankle is, is insane behavior. But he's tough as nails, obviously. He is a physical beast. Um and I thought I thought again, just like perfect. I, we wish he didn't hurt his ankle, of course, but the way his first half went, and assuming he's okay to start round two whenever that should be. And that's a question mark. But um the Knicks were really smart about like Garland starts on Brunson again and Brunson can get that, get his shot on Garland whenever he wants. And they went away from that matchup and put Levert on him pretty exclusively in a Coro later in the game. But Garland started on him and Brunson, every time he shot scored, I think he started four for four or five for five. But like, they made a very concerted four for you. We're going to start this game, getting Julius Randle involved and we're not going to do it through isolations from the wing. We're going to set screens with Julius. We're going to set screens for Julius. And even though Julius never actually takes advantage of those because he waits until the guy clears and then goes downhill, 
even making Mobley back up a couple steps when that screen is set gave him a runway to just knock him off his off his spot. Can you take some credit for this? Because you tweeted it in the moment like, look, I, I get it doesn't look great right now, but I appreciate what the Knicks are doing. Yes. And I think the unsaid part of it is like, look, man, if they don't get Julius Randle going, none of this fucking matters. They right. have to get him going and they got him going. Exactly. And, and and it didn't like the results didn't come in the first quarter as much, although the passing was pretty good. But it came in the second quarter and he kind of just figured out he's like, man, I can't really like go into Mobley and then take my fade away because he's too long and it's just too good to contest. But what I can do is bully his butt all the way under the rim and either go finish or find shooters because there's help's going to be coming if I get that deep. And he did it over and over. He's like, I dare you, Evan Mobley, you very skinny. <laughs> Person, I dare you to take a charge on me. I dare you. And Mobley never did. He just backed his way into the all the way to, under the basket. And Julius, would finished. you take a charge on him? Or nobody <laughs> should ever take a charge on him. But that's good that he figured that out. Like he just figured out, I'm going to bully this guy under the basket, and I'm not going to let him contest anything because I'm going to. He's going to be in the stanchion, and then I'm going to make a play. <laughs> and I think that was an awesome adjustment by him. And he was an absolute force before he got hurt. And it's a shame that he did get hurt. But man, again, like assuming he's okay, like to find that confidence in his game in that second quarter before the injury is huge going forward, assuming hopefully he's fine um, when, when the second round starts. But it was awesome. It was a great strategic uh, move by the Knicks. And it was great of him to figure that out. I'm going to say it right now, I'm rooting for the Bucks tonight. Well, for that took a four-point lead, so that's good. I know. I'm watching. I have it on right now. My God, you want to talk about a different kind of game than the one we just watched? It's 54 to 50 with six minutes left in the second quarter. And um, by the way, it felt like everybody made shots tonight because it was more. They made more shots than, than they have in the past. And <laughs> meanwhile, and it was like a very low-scoring game. Anyway, but can we just say again? Like, it needs to be said. The Knicks just won a series in five games in which they shot. I. Don't have the exact math in front of me. I think they shot below 30% from three for the series because I know they only shot above 30% in one of the four previous games, and that was 31%, and they shot 31% tonight. So I scorching. think if scorching, scorching hot, um, do you I'm want the number? Sure they, John, do you what? want the number? I have it updated. What yeah, sure. Knicks? What is it? The Knicks in this series from three shot 28.2%. <laughs> Look, what? <laughs> like and, and like that's like damning praise, but it is it is praise because this is the NBA, and it's you know oh my god talk about talk about things coming full circle. I saw and I haven't listened to the pod yet. Uh, Phil Jackson apparently went on a pod with uh, someone over the last like couple days that came out in which he expressed his like severe discontent for how the NBA is all about threes and like people have lost technique and this and that and the other thing. It's there's some like weird irony about the Knicks like destroying the Cavs in the series and just not shooting the three at all. I don't know. And not um, playing the, and not playing the triangle. But by the way, real quick, he mentioned like, some other things on that podcast that yes. we will not refer to. But. I don't even know what else he said. But oh, I I'll tell you off air. Let's just say uh, okay. let's just say he let's will just not say he won't be back in the NBA anytime. No, soon. he will not be. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. I don't even I don't even know what you're referring man, to. That's but, how about holding a top ten offense to under hundred points in four or five games? <sighs> yeah. What? And this, by the way, the Knicks won the season on offense. The reason yeah. they're the five seed is because of their offense. Well, that's the, and that's the other thing for tonight is, again, I'm look, I'm, I'm a Nick fan. I'm obviously biased, but 
I haven't seen a team play better defense any game I've watched this season in the NBA than the Knicks play tonight. I just, I, I'm sure there's been better defensive performances. I haven't seen it. Um, this was as elite as you could get defensively. All right. Um, last before we get you get, let you go. Uh, what? Well, we, we'll talk. We'll, no, talk about both of them because um, we. I don't think you've talked about either of them enough. But just finish up on. Look, it. The Knicks. I opened with talking about how, just, heartbreaking and soul crushing the last twenty plus years have been, and the reason that they have been so soul crushing and heartbreaking is because. As a functional organization, the first thing you're supposed to be able to do is draft. You just have to be able to draft. You have to get your picks right. And when you get a good pick, make the right pick. And sometimes if you don't get a great pick, you you, you have to like, there's such a thing as like getting talent into your system and making that talent better, which was the thing that we didn't know existed for 20 years. And tonight, between Mitchell Robinson and RJ Barrett, those two guys who were drafted by, listen, we don't talk about him a lot. It's all Leon Rose and Walt Perrin and World Wide West and um, Brock Aller. And I've been really harsh against on this guy, but Scott Perry has been here the whole time. And he drafted RJ Barrett and he drafted Mitchell Robinson before Leon Rose ever stepped foot in the door and kind of changed things around. And Scott Perry should maybe take a little bit of a victory lap tonight because those two guys just, I mean, I don't know what else to say about them. And I'm really, there is something I said, use the word before, but I'll say it again. There's something really poetic about those two arguably showing up as the biggest two performances of the night. Nailed it a hundred percent. And like, I don't, as a fan, what more could you want like, than watching your entire core other than Randall, Brunson, and Hart, who, at least the Villanova boys, we basically adopted as our own draftees, I would say. <laughs> Randall's had a complicated history here, but we've embraced him. He's like, a, Nick, uh, he's like a homegrown Nick by... Osmosis we've gone through so much together that he, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's essentially a draft pick now. And the rest of the core is all all your draft picks. All of them. Um, and like Deuce McBride could have played tonight and given you 10 good minutes. We know that. We saw it. Yep. Um, so it's uh, like, what more could you want than watching your draft picks like with a couple of strategic moves and veterans that you signed here and there who are young, but are veterans, um, excel on this kind of stage? Like it's... The most fulfilling, like for me, like again, like I, I haven't experienced the championship. Um, maybe I'm being crazy. Like you get a couple superstars, you build a super team, you win a you win a championship. I don't know. I'm sure that's an incredible feeling. Like I, I saw it in the emotion you had to start this podcast or you know post game. Like there is something extraordinarily fulfilling and wonderful as a fan to see your core grow up before your eyes like that and excel and perform on a stage like this and close out a game. And that's putting aside all of the, the narrative around it, which is so significant in this series. And I think I'm sure you'll, you'll talk about plenty with the super chats. Um, and we'll talk about, I'm sure in the future as well, we don't need to talk about it now, but like, it's just, um, 
it, it, I don't like it. It was the perfect, it was the perfect game. It was the perfect game other than Julius Randle's injury. Um, it was the perfect game of fan joy and satisfaction to watch these guys, these kids grow up like that in a game like this. <laughs> well said, Benji. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll obviously, we'll, we'll talk more before the next series. Um, we Man, I got to start taking notes on this game that I'm watching. right I now. Have, oh my God. I have how many? That's so crazy. We're going to do a whole nother series preview. And like the whole, the Holy cow. Two, I actually only of, had two, two and a half pages of notes tonight. Speaking of a series preview, um, not to project into the future, but I have a feeling that things might get a little cute in the second round if things play out a certain way. Listen, shout out to the folks down in the Miami Heat beat. One step know. at a time. Um, I can't I can't look forward to Knicks Heat. I come on, the Knicks won the series. I can't now talk about I just told you I'm ready for I just told you I'm ready for more. I want the series to go seven. You want to go seven, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um Benji, I just want to say because I'm feeling a little emotional um <laughs> before before you go. Mm. Your addition to this team, mm. to to our team at Knicks Film School, has been uh, all due respect to Josh Hart. It's been the most important addition to <laughs> a New York team uh, this year. We are Knicks Film School because that's what uh, I mean. That was JB's. That's what he did back in the day. Did film breakdowns, and then it somehow got handed over to me. Who <laughs> fuck. Sorry, not my area of expertise. And Andrew, we love Andrew and Jeremy, right? Lashana Jeremy. Eh, nope, sorry. You came on here and you just you did the thing that Nick's film school was conceived to do, which was make fans smarter about basketball and make fans be better fans by being smarter about the basketball team they followed. And you do it better than anyone. And the fact that I mean I I'm upset that nobody has like realized like, Oh my God, this is a superstar in plain sight. We should probably like hire him to no. do other things other than talk to, on this dinky podcast. Um, this but top the, 10 podcast. You mean, John, this yes, top 10, 10 podcast, top basketball 10. podcast. Yes. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, so it makes me sad, but I'm also happy because we get you. Um, you've, I mean, you've been a godsend, man. Uh, so thank you. And uh, yeah, thanks for hanging around tonight. That's all. Thank you, brother. It's very kind. It is an honor and a privilege to be here with you. And I thank the thank the gods every day that you guys uh, invited me on. So thank you. And just we should all be very proud of the team we built up. I mean, Mensa came on. He's a freaking he's a everybody, everybody force. I mean, Jeremy's cap knowledge and just like the knowledge he brings smart. He's so freaking smart. And XJ, the data that he brings along and Sean, just a just a powerhouse of a, it's a, it's a great crew. It's a great, great team to be a part of. It's growing. It's, 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 it's freaking thriving. So Andrew, Andrew, just keeping it all together too. Um, so thank you guys. And thanks all the supporters out there who now you can read all their amazing super chats and uh, enjoy the rest of the night. But thank you guys a million for everything. You're the man, Benji. Thanks. Love you, Benji. All right, fellas. Love you too. See you later. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Man, I was in my fucking backyard the day that I talked to you and you were like, you want a producer? <laughs> it's very much, I'm looking to keep my skills sharp while I figure out what I'm doing with my life. And little did I know, I ended up doing this with my life. So, Oh, man. We were, I was, we, I don't know if I should say this out loud, but like I, we had, I had, we were with, I was with some company at some, that point. Yeah. Overtime. Yeah. Overtime. Yeah. The previous overtime. Network, yeah. And like, I was got you know it was a cool thing because it was like there I was you know it was I was able to get like grocery money yeah with what the pod was generating at that time mm. you know and then you came on and now we're this thing um, that we get to do this all credit to the Knickerbockers because we're riding the wave we're doing it really well we're we're good at what we do I'm not gonna say we have nothing to do with it but. If we were doing this about the Pacers, shout out Caitlin Cooper, who is outstanding. Who does, Don't get me wrong. What she does. And like, would would this be what it is? Uh, shout out to the Knicks and shout out to all of you that watch and and listen. We're going to get to all your comments that you've submitted. And as you can imagine, they start with you know who before Let's the game it. even started. Uh, injury report. Hopefully. Randall's oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, per- personal injury report. It's yeah, not a personal it. injury report. It's just an injury report. The injury report. For now, at least. It we'll, is an we'll, injury report. It will get back to being a personal injury we report. We will. The, let's mm-hmm. want to talk about not saying stuff. It is an injury report at the moment. Uh, we, hope Julius is, we hope Julius is okay. And we hope Quentin Grimes is okay. Say that. Yeah. Those um, are two, two people that against whoever they face in the second. Can I just. The sentence I'm about to say, whoever they face in the second round. Say it out loud. That's it's a amazing. real sentence. It's a real sentence. Um, regarding hmm. Grimes, I'm not surprised he missed the game tonight. I mean, I'm sure he's still hurt, but like, I think, you know, I think Quentin Grimes, maybe after how he started out the series, I feel like maybe he needed a reset. And I don't think it's the, I, like when he was ruled out tonight, first of all, I wasn't surprised at all. And second of all, yeah. I wasn't really that disappointed. And that's, not to say anything negative about Quentin Grimes. Quentin Grimes is amazing. He's going to be a massive part of this team, hopefully this postseason and certainly moving forward. But like you go with the guys that are, have it going and the guy, there were other guys that had going Um, moment of the game. My goodness. Okay. Um, You said the one I have circled. So the two I'm curious because the two that I have that I think are the biggest are the double offensive rebound with two minutes to go. 232 to 109. It took two minutes. It took one minute and 23 seconds off the clock. It ended in a shot clock violation. It couldn't like, have ended. No, no, hold. it couldn't have been that long. It was, it was 232 when Garland made his second free throw or whoever, however the Cavs scored. 
That was what happened. Then the Knicks got the ball back and that got three be. possessions because the third one ended in an offensive rebound. I guess technically, yeah, because it was a Mitch rebound to give him a second, a Josh Hart rebound to give him a sec to give him a Se third. Two thirty two, and that third and then, possession was a shot clock violation. So it no the the shot clock turnover was at one forty. So it that that possession took fifty. Two seconds off the clock. So 52. Okay. So what does I write down? I don't know. Whatever. That's one of them. We're putting the OB3 to make it 77-65. Yeah. Because at down. that moment in the third quarter, there was moment, there was real momentum building for Cleveland. It was absolutely real momentum building for Cleveland. And that three turned into uh, a Nick 7-0 run to make it 16 again. And then yep. it ended with the OB dunk on the touchdown pass. So there you go. Yeah. Um that's all I got, by the way. You want to talk? Can I just read off some fourth quarter stats for you? And sure. how, like, the Cavs, I'm, I, I'm shout out to the chase down. Like, we've talked a lot. Of, I, well, okay, we, I've talked a lot of shit this series about the, the state of Ohio and specifically the Northeast Ohio City, Cleveland. But the chase down, they're just, they're really good at what they do. They are as, as much as you could possibly get as close to Nick's film school and how they talk about the sport as us. So shout out to Justin and Carter. We will revisit that in a exit survey podcast, probably coming soon. Um, but uh, I know that they're talking about this fourth quarter as like it was there for the taking. The Knicks scored 19 points and made four field goals in the fourth quarter. There were four, four? of nine, four of 19 in the fourth quarter. Mitch had, was three for three. And Everybody else was one for 16. Are but you they shitting had, me? I'm looking at RJ Barrett, 0 for 5 in the fourth quarter. Jalen Brunson, 0 for 4 in the fourth quarter. The Knicks had seven offensive rebounds, though. So they were able to make up for so it. So that's so this is gonna be criminal. And the I'm gonna say something to make up for it in a second before we get the last thing before we get to the super chats. That's the last play of the game. And I think can you combine it into one, the consecutive Mitchell Robinson offensive rebounds and putbacks to make it 98, 86, and then 100 to 88. That's yeah. the third candidate. Yes. So Oh, this was there for the taking if the Cavs wanted it and they didn't. The Knicks just like took their heart out, especially on the offensive glass. The Cavs were one and done the entire fourth quarter. They and six rebounds the entire fourth quarter. The Knicks had 14. Can we make it four candidates? Yeah, of course. Here's the here's the fourth one because I want to get an RJ play in there. Mm. The flagrant foul that wasn't called the flagrant foul. Yeah, I got hit in the face. Yeah. Those, so that was when the Cavs got it down to six, the 90 to 84. And RJ did what RJ does and took it into the lane and um, got the foul call and made both free throws. And then it, it won't, it's not connected to that play. So I can't include it, but he made maybe the best defensive rotation of that I've ever seen him make with about 435 left to go in the fourth quarter where he had to rotate over on a pass to, I think, a corner shooter. I want to say it was Levert. Mm -hmm. And he got, it was the quickest rotation I've ever seen him make. And this was the, over the last week, this is the best defense I've ever seen RJ Barrett play. And um, so those are our four candidates. And the last thing I want to say before we get to Super Chats, and I was thinking about this a lot over the last few days, because a, a few people were like, this has been personal for you with RJ. Mm. And I thought about it. And I was like, well, wait a minute. Yeah, it has. And that's because, and it's, it was actually, it's the best compliment that anyone could give me because 
it implies that I'm like a media person and that I am mm. like fully like even killed when I talk about this team. Sorry, spoiler for anyone watching and doesn't realize this. I'm a fan just like all of y'all. And I get extraordinarily emotional and personal when it comes to all of this stuff. And I have my guys that I like and I have my guys that frustrate me to, mo- to no end. And spoiler alert, um, again, RJ Barrett has frustrated me so much. And if I've responded in the way that like a lot of fans respond when fan- when players frustrate them and I haven't not been able to like weed that out, that's my bed. You know, because it's just been it's been real. That's real from me. And what I'm saying about him right now that he has endeared himself to me over the last week in a way that, frankly, I didn't think it would be possible for him to endear himself to me because I just didn't. I said it last game. I wasn't a believer. He's a he's a he's a Nick for life. He's a he's a. These three games for him, as impressive as any three games that I've ever seen any Nick play in 30 years of being a fan. So that's the last thing I want to say. I agree. And it's it's even cooler when you... Because there's two ways to talk about what RJ just did. There's the... Again, the joke. Like, why do you hate RJ Barrett? Like, any criticism yeah. of him turned into, like, why don't you believe in him? The 84-game sample is why. What RJ oh. did is why like yes you're supposed to believe in your players and you're supposed to like hope hope for the best and not root against them which i don't think we ever did but it's a credit to him for playing the way he did for stepping up the way he did like he he he's played the best three games of his career as you said he bats as a talk but that's my point is like it took him actually doing it this wasn't like always there the whole time he's playing better than I've ever seen him play. And as Mensa said, not to I'm not gonna get nuts tonight, but it changes the calculation. Oh, well suddenly I, I don't want to RJ's no no I'm not I'm not even looking further than I don't want to do it whatever yet. happens in game five between Milwaukee and Miami. But no but we'll get there. If this version of RJ Barrett is here to stay then then I have no idea. And that I think is why I'm officially with all of you on this being ahead of 2013. I've no idea what the ceiling is anymore. And it's so cool to say that about this team. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why, what do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.